0: Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bar Your food needs refill. The bar. As we unveil our first podcast of the month of September. Doesn't feel like September, does it? No, but we are here. Hey, Harp on Sports, the bar, the podcast. Harp on Sports, audio, media, and podcast network follow share like share follow like at harpon sports Twitter at harpon sports Instagram harponsports.com harpon sports YouTube channel and we roll from there what, where to begin what do we got for you bucking up Leonard fournette's gonna to be a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers what what's that mean the ramifications of that also also a, a little bit of a big 10 break as in break up break apart catching a break all phraseology applies and also and it's just kind of where we are a little bit of a sunshine state spotlight for everyone involved so yeah where to begin where to begin where to begin The Bay buccaneers leonard fournette agreeing to a one-year deal with the buccaneers and you know what this is a guy in jacksonville over the course of the last few years that with a strong defense ability to run the football They go to the playoffs his rookie year, his second year. It's a mess. His third year, mm, ugly as well. And here he is in his fourth year. And in his fourth year, the Jags decide, eh. Now, Mark Long, our good friend, said in an article, or at least via social media, that a bunch of players weren't very happy they wanted him gone. So now he's gone. If you're in a rebuilding process, no problem with it. No issue with it whatsoever. I do wonder and you know the whole thing that they released him on tom coughlin's 74th birthday that organization has no identity it hasn't had identity for a while if you're going to blow it up and start over why not just clean house build it with a new coach build it with a new regime maybe that's what they're going to do at the end of the year as dave caldwell and doug marone if this team goes one and 15 there's no way shod's keeping them both if they go two and 14 three and 13 have the number one pick the the talk of Dabo Sweeney being a Jaguars head coach is just absolutely laughable. Dude's got nine years, $83 million left on his deal. Why on earth? Why on planet earth? Why on planet earth would he want that job? Even if he has Trevor Lawrence. going to leave Clemson for that. You're going to leave Clemson. You're going to leave Clemson for the Giants. You're going to leave Clemson, you know, Dabo for the, you know, we were talking about the Cowboys, but it's going to be a marquee job like that the Browns you know with a little bit of history not gonna leave for the Jags but Fournette to the Bucs ready for this does it make him the favorite in the NFC no does it make him the favorite in the NFC South yes I think with the addition of Leonard Fournette the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has ju- have just jumped have just jumped the Saints Drew Brees has been banged up he's been hurt Tom Brady hasn't been hurt Drew Brees has been hurt in each of the last two years. He runs out of gas late in the year. I look at the arsenal of weaponry. I look at the talent. And you've got a Buccaneers team that has 2,000-yard receivers. And they have Mike Evans. And what, Ronald Jones at running back who had, what, 800 yards. And now you add a Leonard Fournette that had 1,600 yards from scrimmage. Let's not forget, Leonard Fournette had 1,600 yards from scrimmage when he was the only offensive threat. The only offensive threat, the Jaguars had a little DJ Chark. He was the only running back in the backfield. Adding Leonard Fournette to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Adding an 1,100-yard back to Tom Brady in that stable. Now, we can talk about, you know, locker room issues. That's not going to exist in Tampa. He's not going to be, no way. There is no way Leonard Fournette ends up in Tampa without Tom Brady's approval. That's just the way it works. So Tom Brady greenlit this thing, which means Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette talked. And the fact that he doesn't have to be this workload 24-carry-a-game guy that he can be used in certain situations, let's not forget, everybody put eight, nine in the box against the Jaguars and said, throw it, go ahead. And Leonard Fournette, oh, his yards per game, yards per average. Yeah, if you have got nine guys on you. Now with Tom Brady and Mike Evans and the ability to split this offense open out and, and spread receivers out, Was Charles Godwin to be able to use these guys in a manner in which you can spread the ball out, then have one back back backfield and five, six guys? This is just smart. It is. Oh, by the way, I forgot this guy by the name of Gronkowski. Could you imagine that you put Gronkowski on one side, Gronkowski blocking for Fournette, or put Gronk on the other side, split him out a little bit, and then have the ability to have Leonard Fournette on a weak side defensive setup? I look, the Bucs are the favorite. In the NFC South. Are they the favorite in the NFC? I'm not ready to go there. Not ready to go there. I think the best team in the NFC is going to be the Seahawks. You add Jamal Adams to that with Russell Wilson and everything that they got cooking out there. They finally have let this legion of boom. right The Cam Chancellors, the Richard Shermans, the Earl Thomas. That's a previous generation. This is now Russell Wilson's team. I love, I do, I love Seattle. And what they've done, the 49ers will be good. But remember, those first place schedules, as opposed to second place schedules, as opposed to third place schedules, it's a big difference. Saints have a first place schedule, don't they? Saints have a first place schedule. Who else has a first place schedule? 49ers, Buccaneers went seven to nine. Well, if Brady stays healthy, well, welcome to life, man. If <laughs> for cried out loud, if Deshaun Watson stays healthy, if Russell Wilson stays healthy, if Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater is fortunate enough to go up 5-0, 6-0 without him last year. But the Buccaneers are now the favorite in the AFC South. In the AFC South, wouldn't that be something? They're the favorites in the NFC South. They are. The Buccaneers are the favorites in the NFC South. And if you're the Jags and he goes there and has 1,100, 1,200 yards, you're not going to have egg on your face because it wasn't working for you. It wasn't working for you, and that's fine. It wasn't working. You want to move on from him? It's just one of these things that bad decision after bad decision after. Well, he was a Coughlin guy. He was a Coughlin guy. He was a, Coughlin guy. He was a golfing guy. Um, Jalen Ramsey wasn't a a guy. Luke Jokel wasn't a Coughlin guy. Blake Bortles wasn't a Coughlin guy. Dante Fowler Jr. wasn't a Coughlin guy. I'm tired of that. That organization and all that garbage coming out of Jacksonville, blaming Coughlin for all this? Yeah. Was it ugly? Yes. Is he a control freak? Yes. But this organization being the armpit of the NFL is not Tom Coughlin's fault. Did you get credit for the playoff run? Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So, go box. Oh, by the way, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. One of my first things I did when I got here, we became the home of the Bucks. I'm going to get to the Bucs, the Rays, the Lightning, and the Heat coming up here a little bit later on in our Sunshine State Spotlight. So again, I, Carolina Panthers, okay. Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback position. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, I think they'll be better. But you know, Julio Jones isn't getting younger. Neither is Matt Ryan. They're both in their 30s now. Matt Ryan's, what, 34? not that you know Tom Brady's in his 40s and you know <laughs> Philip Rivers in his 40s is 40 now so look the age isn't the only thing when it comes to this but in certain franchises in certain cases the Falcons are one of these organizations until I see it until Matt Ryan does it or you know without Kyle Shanahan and the Bucks are the favorite so we go from the Buccaneers being the favorite in the AFC South to a little big 10 break is the conference a mess yes the conference is a mess why look at it like a remodel or a rebuild of a house it 's ugly before it 's pretty. Ever paint something, tear it down, strip the walls ever have this, and i've done this i'm sure you have as well where you're repainting a wall and there's a bunch of nails in it you got to take the nails out and the screws out, and maybe you remove a window or put a window in and you've got you know spackle and a mess all over there you got you fill your putty and all that listen it 's a nightmare right and you spackle and you do your thing and you sand it down and you smooth it. it looks like crap, paint all over the floor. You know, you may have got old, nasty carpet everywhere. It just looks nasty. You rip the carpet up. You got a nice hardwood floor underneath, and you speckle the walls, and you put a little primer on it, and you know, lay a little paint on it. And all of a sudden, it doesn't look too bad, right? Well, the Big Ten's the mess that's being ripped apart, that's being torn apart. You have a faction in there, and you oh, Donald Trump's talking. Uh, the president's talking to, to, to the conference to get these things figured out. It's funny how in Michigan, a little political just for a second, Michigan, swing state, Ohio, swing state Illinois Minnesota aren't Pennsylvania swing state three big swing states right if you talk about the most four important states during an election Pennsylvania Penn State Michigan 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 State Ohio State Ohio if President Trump can be the guy that brings Big Ten football back the Pac-12 Oregon Oregon State Washington Washington State California yeah, not talk to them. Why? Those are all blue. Those aren't swing states. Those are blue. Arizona's a swing state. But yeah, yeah. If you can't see that oh, this is all about politics, politics and sports. The fact that the president went met with the Big Ten but didn't talk to anybody at the Pac-Twelve, think about that. <laughs> Why can you three swing states? Who's kidding who here, man? Come on. But anyway, the Big Ten, you've got a splittered faction. You've got athletes suing the conference and you know your Commissioner Warren. He, the president, excuse me, he's got just, just ugliness all the way around. So, you know, oh, they may start on Thanksgiving. They may start on Thanksgiving. Oh, the Big Ten doesn't know what it's doing. No, it's not that the Big Ten doesn't know what they're doing. The Big Ten made a decision. It's just some people don't like the decision. You know, if I make a decision, you're benched and you're going to start. Well, you're not going to like me and your family's not going to like me. This guy's family's going to love me. You're never going to make everybody happy with this. You're just not. You know, the Big Ten didn't listen to their... Didn't listen to the coaches. The coaches want to play. Coach, of course, the coaches coaches want to play. Coaches aren't medical experts though. Coaches don't get decide if you go back into a game, oh well uh, forget it, Mr. Trainer. I'm going to make the call. I'm a coach. You listen to medical medical experts when it comes to injuries, concussions, all of those things. But in this case, you're not gonna to listen to the coach gets to say whether or not you play when it comes to a health related issue. There are the case guys will be going back in games with concussions and broken hands all the time. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So look. You have dissension amongst the ranks. You have basically a coup, a coup d'etat in the Big Ten. So anytime I see a story, oh, the Big Ten's thinking about playing in no, late November. What that is are those those member institutions that want to play, leaking things to getting out there as much as possible. You know who should, you know what? If you're the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, call their bluff. See, this is where you have two total sides that are getting in in, in ego-measuring contests. And they don't communicate with each other. It reminds me of like our our intelligence uh, intelligence agencies before 9-11, where the CIA didn't talk to the FBI, the FBI didn't talk to this faction. Nobody talked to anybody, so crap slipped through things slip through the cracks all the time. If everybody be smart and take a step back here, just take a step back. People swallow their pride. Nobody will swallow their pride. It's the same thing with police and shootings. Neither side will swallow their pride. You have. People that are upset that are protesting, throwing bricks at police officers. Police officers coming out and saying, our lives matter too. And nobody will sit back and say, you know what? We both have a little bit of a problem here, don't we? Nobody will do that, right? I will concede this. I will concede. Nobody wants to concede anything. Might equals right in this concept. So the SEC is not going to talk to the big 10, whatever we're better than you. And the big 12 is, you know, the one that saved the day and you know, the big 12 that everybody makes fun of all the time. And then the ACC is just kind of sitting there going, Oh, eh, we got Notre Dame now. How about that? If I were the ACC, the big 12 or the SEC, I'd sit down with the PAC 12 and big 10 and say, look, I would do it publicly. If I were Greg Sankey, I would do it publicly. If I were John Swafford, I'd do it publicly. I would, I'd sit there and say, we're willing to discuss with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 a proposal that will allow everyone to play. And this is what I would do. If I were the ACC, if I were the SCC if I were the Big Twelve, i say, this is what we're going to do, Big Ten, Pac-12. We're going to save you. We're going to save you. Because, look, we're not ready to start in three weeks. We're just not. Nobody's ready to start in three weeks. You think you are, but you're not. You're just not ready. You aren't. Nobody's ready for this. Students are coming back, and if the conference – if, if if the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 were smart, they would see this coming a mile away because I can see it. You can see it. We all can see it. Would Alabama have 1,100 positive student tests? We're going to get slammed here at Florida now that all the students are back. We are going to get slammed here in the next week and a half, two weeks. like, University of Florida has 800 positive tests. It's coming. It's coming. If, if conferences would we'll just check their ego for a second. The major conferences would just check their ego for a second. The three that are playing football and say, you know what, Big Ten, and you can look you can look strong and be smart at the same time. You can look strong and be smart at the same time. It's kind of like when the strongest guy in the football team, the big stud, also is the valedictorian. It's like, oh, my God, you can do it all. Here's where you, you can be that guy for the ACC, SEC, and Big 12. You know what you do? You tell the Big Ten and the Pac-12, look, we're going to save you. In order to have a complete college football season, what we're going to do is we're going to start the season November 1st. That way the Big Ten and the Pac-12 can be a part of it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start at November 1st. And you take your first four games of the year and you make them your last four games of the year. That way you don't have to change 10 games, 11 games. You just have to change four games. So you take your game September 26th, October 3rd, Whatever your buy-in there is, the 10th, the 17th, the you take your first four games and you move them to the end of the year and you play those four games in December and the first week of January, and here we go. Well, the NFL postseason will be running the same time as the college football uh, season. Play your college football playoff games Thursday night. Look, play your college football playoff. Play your college football games, your last four college football games of the year. If you're going to have socially distant stadiums where only 10,000 people can go to games, I got news for you. Those people are local. They'll be in the stands, 15,000, 20,000. You have a better chance of getting fans in the stands recouping your money. If I were the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC, I'd go to the Big 10 and say, we'll save you. Pac-12, we'll save you. We propose to get everybody on the same page. We're going to push the season back. We're going to do that for you, Big Ten. We're going to take our first four games and make them our last four games. So week four will be week one. Last week of October, first week of November. That way you can get everybody ready. That way you don't have games being canceled here in three weeks because you got a 1,000 positive students on campus. Is there light at the end of the tunnel of this thing? I think there is a little bit now. I think there's a little bit of light. That's how you solve it. Big Ten break. But you have dissension amongst the ranks here. And if you're the Big Ten... And you've got people leaking these things. You just have to write. If you don't want to play in November and this isn't part of a backdoor channel or whatever, you just got to ride this out and let people criticize you. You have to sit there and say, you're right. It's kind of If you're the Big Ten, you have to look at it like when you have teenage kids. I hate you, Dad. You suck. I hate you, Mom. All right. Like, eh, well, when you grow up, you'll appreciate it. You just have to wait it out. Let people criticize you. Uh, lastly, a little Sunshine State Spotlight for everybody. Miami Heat are up 2-0 on the Bucs. And the Celtics are up 2-0 on the Raptors, right? So it looks like we are headed right now for a Heat-Celtic showdown. Now, the Bucs still have plenty of life in them. But you look at, I mean, think about the Heat with Jimmy Butler and was it Goran Dragic? It's amazing that this is a lesson. It's not always the case. It's not always the case. But to show you that this is a guard and power forward league, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic. Think about even like. You know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You've got a guy that can shoot, a guy that can bring the ball up, and you got a big man that's going to be interesting to see what happens with Miami. But look at teams that win championships. You know, big, tall center. Look at how the Raptors won last year with Kawhi. Look how they won. And, you know, shooting, all those years in Golden State, you know, Fire away, fire away the rock. You need a small range jump shot. The days, even the Patrick Ewing's, the big center win, big center win. I don't know if it's true. Anthony, look at Anthony Davis. I think you got LeBron on the team. You got a bunch of guards. You got a bunch of people that can shoot on that team too. But the Heat right now, the way the Heat are playing, they're the favorites in the East, aren't they? Can they beat the Lakers? I don't think so. But think about where we're headed. The Heat, the NBA Finals. The Lightning. Look, I don't think it matters between Philly and the Islanders. I don't, the way the Lightning are playing. The Rays have the best record in the American League, although although it will burn them. They, they will eventually get burned here when you get to the point of having what ten of their twenty six wins, sixteen of their wins are coming from the bullpen. Was it sixteen of their twenty six wins are out of the pen? Look, that'll eventually cook you. It's going to cook you eventually. You're going to have some guys that can take you deep into games in the postseason. You're running out of gas. You can't trot that bullpen out there every night, especially with expanded playoffs in the postseason. It's not, starting pitching is not nearly as important as it was 10, 15 years ago, but look back over the last six, seven years, there's always that stud on the mound that goes out and sticks it in somebody's ear. Chris Sale of the Red Sox, two years ago, they win the World Series. He goes out and he sticks it in people's ear. Madison Bumgarner, what, four or five years ago, he goes out and he sticks it in somebody's ear. You know, just dominate. And even, it's been a decade, but Kurt Schilling, you know, C.C. Sabathia, when he was on for the Yankees, you know, the Yankees won World Series this century, won. Gotta have that guy in the hill. You gotta have that guy in the hill. Dodgers loaded with starting pitching. So that would be my concern about the Rays. But the Rays in baseball, the Lightning in hockey, the Heat in the NBA, do you realize every single sports, t- do you realize all three teams from Tampa could end up in their championship? The Bucks are the favorite in the NFC South. The Rays have got to be the favorite in the American League, don't they? The Indians, the Indians would worry me too cuz the Indians get good starting pitching and they're the best defensive team in baseball. Look, if you pitch well and you don't allow a bunch of runs and you don't make errors, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Combine that, you know, the Rays, the Lightning, the Bucks where they are, the Heat, Tampa could have three teams and I, no, not all three teams are going to win championships. Remember the Red Sox had what in a 5-year stretch all all four teams won a title, right? It was in a 5-year stretch. All four teams won a title. The Patriots won a title. The Red Sox won a World Series. Um, yeah, the Bruins won a Stanley Cup and the Celtics. All four teams in a five-year stretch. Tampa only has three, but it's possible that all three teams, it's possible that all three Tampa Bay sports teams could end up in their championship of their prospective sport and the Heat could make it to the NBA Finals. How about that? Harp on Sports starts Tuesday, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Um, working on two big guests to come out of the gate pretty strong. Uh, follow me on social media, and I'll let you know who they are here uh, once we get them locked in. Harp on Sports Twitter, Harp on Sports Instagram, Harponsports.com, the Sports.com, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, Harp on Sports Facebook. You can like, follow, share, share, follow, like. Also, the podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Buzzsprout. Thank you for being a part of it. Harp on Sports, the bar. And we'll chat soon. One more podcast before the launch of Harp on Sports. Again, we'll keep these going. Uh, I'll probably shake these up a little bit, talk about some different things on here, um, just because we'll have the show every single day. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.